Hey, hey y'all. y'all! And welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Generation podcast, where we bring you a not-so-healthy dose of humor and reality as we get our hands dirty with some serious nostalgia and question everything. Let's dive in. Hey y'all! Hey, y'all. It's Misty. It's Ani. And, and it's Erin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. Yes, so we have Erin here today as we enter into the Chamber of Secrets, which is very fitting. Drum roll, please. There you go. There we go. Yes. So we. I, this is the uh, first part of the Chamber of Secrets, where we will. Honestly, there's so many things to say about this episode, and I can't wait to get into it. I can't we, wait to see how early on it, from starting the movie, that you begin to go off. See if you can beat your. I'll try to. Yourself. I'll try to at least get a minute in. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> so she says now, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. I do have I have many things to say just based on the snakes. So, um, honestly, yeah. So, uh, I haven't reread this book though. So, like, I'm definitely reaching. I don't think I've read this book in like a decade. So, like, we're definitely reaching into some into some backwards. Like, I'm reaching pretty far back and uh if at any point i say something with a lot of conviction that just isn't canon it is because i've read it a lot of times in fan fiction so like don't judge me too hard your idea of canon has mixed in with fanfic look i've been reading fan fiction for like 15 years like there's a lot that's not real but in all honesty the fan fiction's so much better so i i believe you and i I'm lucky enough that I actually re- I started this year off reading this whole series, so yeah, we'll see how fresh it is in my head because this was all back in January. I read them all in like like three days each. Uh, that's so. still a lot more recent than the last time I read Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> but before so. that, it was like oh god, 2007. Mm. Yeah, it's been a while. <clears throat> I have Chamber of Secrets is the only book I don't own. Like for some reason I just don't own this one. I own the Sorcerer's Stone and the Philosopher's Stone. I just don't own the Chamber of Secrets. And I own all of the other ones. So My cousin two- stole mine and never gave it back. How rude. I know. I like that that was the only one well, she it was the presumption that she borrowed it. Uh-huh. And then she moved to Arizona for a hot second and then it didn't come back. So it's the only one of my original set I don't have. I refuse to let lend out books to anybody anymore unless I well, absolutely trust them because I have gotten a, I have I have one book where I le- I lent it out I didn't get the same book back because they had destroyed it so badly that they ended up got buying me a new one I had another book yeah I had another book where the person that I lent it to spilled yogurt on the pages and then proceeded to lick it off oh what <laughs> what yeah no what kind of fungus grew off of that she didn't know hi please tell me throw it away <laughs> Ew. Oh. okay well the petri dish There's is available an ecosystem for testing. on that now <laughs> no Even the book is still fine you could have gotten a phd in biology from a girl on that oh. gross yeah who was that oh <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Ever since then, I'm like, no, my books stay in my possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can have them. They... Misty can have them. Right. How did you find out they licked the yogurt off? Is what I because like they to told know. me exactly what they did. 
based on who horrifying. she just identified. <laughs> I can believe that. I love Absolutely you. Absolutely horrifying. <laughs> I can totally edit this out if you would prefer. No, no, you're good. <laughs> no horrifying. <laughs> no. Was it Why does like, Dumbledore look like Santa Claus on the back of this book? He does, doesn't he? He's got like Nordic runes on the robe too. You're right. What is going on? I don't know. He also, if you look, the uh, hand that's not holding the uh, lighter thing uh-huh. only has one finger. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. So he's a six-fingered Dumby Dyke. <laughs> Unless that's his hand in a pocket with just his thumb on the outside. I'm wondering because there, the there's like the weirdest shape thumb. <laughs> like, I feel like how it's did you? Probably- <laughs> Probably a pointy finger. Uh, That's going to be great all day. Pointy finger. I can't imagine tucking my beard into my belt like the way this dude does. Because, like, you couldn't fully turn your head. I know. One false turn and you're just ripping out a lot of hair. Yeah. Like, for one thing, it's going to get caught in, like, the buckle area. But you couldn't, like, turn your head fully left or right. Like, that would be annoying. Yeah, and also, yeah. if it's so annoying to you that you have to put it in your belt, cut it. You're not a dwarf. <laughs> like, Jesus. A dwarf would have braided it, too. True. A dwarf's would have looked really good, so. Yeah. Although this know. seems to have been, it almost kind of looks like it's been blown out and, you know. Oh, yeah. Fluffy. That's true. <laughs> All of his hair does. He gave, he gave himself his beard a blowout. <laughs> That's so Teased weird. It a little. So mm-hmm. we will be starting this episode off with reading another paragraph from um, the first Harry Potter book, and Aaron will be reading from the Scottish version, and I will translate again with the uh, English version. <laughs> yep, so. I, I told Aaron on the you know whilst getting food that I'm just like, you get to open up the episode with uh, the Scots edition introduction. I wished we had the scottish like collection of them and then just could read a Me paragraph too. of like from each one of them but that would that would be a lot just to read a paragraph out of <laughs> <laughs> like uh, no no <laughs> so did you choose chapter 10 or 11 i chose chapter 10 halloween okay. all right halloween. cool just out of curiosity is the way they spell halloween for you with like a little like a strippy thing in between no things? it's actually just Halloween. it's straight halloween yep they do that here. Interesting. Halloween. Yeah, I don't know why. But that's they do that here. So, so uh, feel free to begin whenever you'd like. And then when you're done, I will read the other version. A reading from the Book of Harry. Scott's version. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Bravo. Malfoy couldn't have believed his in when he, was, he saw that Harry and Ron were at Rye at Hogwarts the next day, looking wabbit but gay cheerful. <laughs> Indeed, by the next morning, Harry and Ron. Oh my God! Thought with a seat. Thought <laughs> <laughs> that meeting the three-headed dog had been a broad adventure, and they were off keen to have to have another another. Oh my God! A <laughs> <laughs> tween hounds. Harry mm. told Ron all about the wee poke that seemed to have been flitted for Gringotts to Hogwarts. And they spent a lot of time wondering what could possibly need 
sick muckle protection. <laughs> Holy shit. What? Did I, I just read? I don't know. Well, allow me to tell you what you just read. You just read. <laughs> I just read. <laughs> what Please read? Me? <laughs> Malfoy couldn't believe his eyes when he saw that Harry and Ron were still at Hogwarts the next day, looking tired but perfectly cheerful. Indeed, by the next morning, Harry and Ron thought that meeting the three-headed dog had been an excellent adventure, and they were quite keen to have another one. In the meantime, Ron filled Harry in about the package that seemed to have been moved from Gringotts to Hogwarts, and they spent a lot of time wondering what could possibly need such heavy protection. <laughs> like, got, just the when you honest, said, I got the like, persons. <laughs> in what... Whatever phrase that they use for in the meantime, I'm just like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, because like the in the meantime, time? Harry filled Ron, like the uh, between yeah, hands, a tween yeah. hand. It, a that tween means hands. in the meantime. So I'm gonna take I mean, your word for that. At least Gringotts and Hogwarts are the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's better than some of the other words they switched around. <laughs> I, I love. There's the letter from um, McGonagall <clears throat> regarding the Nimbus 2000 that is in perfect gibberish. Would you like to read? Dinny opened the parcel at the table. It contains your new Nimbus 2000. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want nobody can yin. Sure. Ken and Yeeve got a... Ken and Yeeve got a buzzin' or they'll want ain. Oliver Wid, not even Wood, Wid. Oliver Wid. <laughs> we'll meet you the night on the Bismball field at seven o'clock for your first training session. That does not match with this says at all. Mercifully, um, it is signed Professor M. McGonagall. Mine says, Do not open the parcel at the table. It contains your new Nimbus 2000. But I okay. don't want everybody knowing you've got a broomstick or they'll all want one. Oliver Wood will meet you tonight on the Quidditch pitch at 7 o'clock for your first training session. Bismba is Quidditch, apparently. Bismba. 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 So bism also means broom. Broom. Because they're talking about it's not only, it's no only. Oh, oh. Old broom, bism. Oh God! Yeah, it's it's not. My brain is trying to put words in there that <laughs> it's not. It's no only old bosom. It's a Nimbus two thousand. It's not yeah. any old. It's bosom. not any old broom. It's not any old pair. But that doesn't even that doesn't even say that here. Like it doesn't say that's not any old broom. It just says it contains your new Nimbus. Oh, she, oh she I, I skipped a couple ahead. Characters. I'm sorry. Sorry. I skipped ahead to like. I think it's oh, okay. Ron. Yeah. Yeah. Ron can stop himself. That's not any old broom. I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> My brain is like, no, we're speaking the Queen's English today. Just. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> then again, I imagine to British people, we just sound ridiculous too. So there, I believe that with my yeah. whole heart. And so, to be fair, chasers there are chasers. Uh, quaffles a quaffle. Again, well, it's I mean, a made when it comes to the made-up words, yeah, you'd like to think they'd keep it, but then again, mm. they didn't even keep Ravenclaw, so exactly. Okay, see if that one said he showed Harry twa identical, but ball. I read it as twa quaffle. <laughs> <laughs> twa waffle. It's, it's fine. Bludgers are called bluters. No. 
Bluetooth. I'm, I'm more and more convinced every day that Scotland's Oh, keepers, not real. probably. The Weasley twins are ours. Were the Weasleys keepers? They're beaters. Beaters. Oh, scalpers. Okay. Scalpers that and makes, beaters. Okay. Scalpers? Scalpers. Scalpers. S-K-E. S-K-E. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's supposed to sound like scalper, though. <laughs> I mean, you hit somebody with one of those things hard enough, you could probably just take their whole head off. The Gowden Snicky. Gowden Snicky. <laughs> the Golden Snitch. Look, every day I'm a little more convinced that Scotland's not real. So, <laughs> this is pretty good evidence of that. Well, they're natural think, animals, the unicorn, so. That doesn't surprise me. I, I bet you they came up with a lot of things just to annoy the English so bad. Maybe <laughs> they'll leave us alone if we're that annoying. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what the Irish just do on a daily basis. And that like, that's too. That's just their whole history. It's just like, how do Don't we. Don't come over piss- here. We're weird. <laughs> yeah, like, how do we piss <laughs> off the English? Like Ireland the is technically A-O-A. split. Yeah, Ireland is technically split into two countries for a reason. So yeah, they annoyed each other. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like one of them preferred, like, look, y'all are weird. Like, we should just hang out with the English, and the other ones were like, fuck that, fay everything. <laughs> just like I'm gonna dance in a mushroom circle, bitch, and you can't stop me. So it's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm really curious to see what my ancestry DNA stuff comes back with because I'm curious Ooh. exactly how Irish I'm. I am. So I, I know I'm. Know so bad. Me too. I'm excited I'm, for her to get her results back. Yeah, like it, it says it could. It'll it'll take a while. Like it's like six yeah. weeks or something like that. But uh, I'm very curious. I know there's German in there too, which I don't particularly mm-hmm. care for. But uh, I'm curious to see how very Irish I am. My mother's. Uh, mother's maiden name is Donnelly, and before that, they were the O'Donnellys. So I can only assume yeah. it's significantly Irish. Yeah, so. it is. <laughs> so the it's just like, but there's a, there's a lot of other stuff in there. Like the the German is, they can trace the German back to like the 1400s. So I so. Uh, only found out last summer that we're Welsh. And then, of course, it makes total sense because on my mom's side, the last, our, uh, the family name is Jenkins, and it's like that's a very Welsh name, but <laughs> yes, like it, it never occurred. To me. My aunt said sad. it just driving last summer, and I'm just like, oh, we're that kind of crazy. Awesome. <laughs> I, from what I've been told and from the records I've been given, I pretty much come from every major drinking country there is. Because, like, I've got the Irish, I've got the German. I know there's at least one Russian person in my family tree. So, like, covered mm-hmm. all of the major drinking countries for the most part. So, oh, your liver is ironclad. I don't drink for a reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> not like it, right? it runs in the family. Like, I'm not going down that road. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, no, 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 like, no. We did, we did ancestry, me and my mom, just, just for shits. And it, nothing surprising about, where, <laughs> about my ancestry. Fair enough. I mean, that's kind of cool in its own way, too, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you like, you guys know exactly who you are. 94% this area right here, the Anatolia and the Caucasus regions. Mm-hmm. 
And, and you see, the thing about white people is, is it's just a mismatch of every European country that there is. It's like it's like, it's like the Irish comedian that you keep sending me. You know, he's just like, there's only so many people in Ireland, and like three times the amount of Americans claim Irish ancestry. It's like I'm sorry, Catholics breed like rabbits. That's what happened. <laughs> That's pretty much what this dude said. Is that they fucked their way into everybody's family trees. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's not wrong. Like, in all honesty, there's far more people who claim to be Irish than there are people in Ireland. So, and he also says, just, just like, you know, you're not actually from Ireland. You're from America. You're American. It's just like, but you can't, if you live in the United States, that's, that's the weirdest thing about the United States, mm-hmm. is that you can't, like, nobody, if somebody asks you, like, well, what are you? You don't say, I'm American. Mm-hmm. because you automatically go for like the old world like heritage like uh, mm-hmm. well, what are you i'm irish you know like what are you like you know scottish german whatever like you don't say i'm american you would only say that like if you were outside of the united states and even then yeah. if somebody just like well what are you because our heritage no matter how long we've been here doesn't come from america it comes from right. the old world I love how and the only people forget who- that america was not founded by the natives it was fa- like, well, because the only people who can say that, answer that question is like, what are you? And they, they're going to say, you know, I'm American, would be Native Americans because right. they're from here, you mm-hmm. know? But it's just like, but it's so weird to see European people like question <clears throat> that and be like, but you're American. It's like, yeah, but my DNA doesn't say that. <laughs> not from here. <laughs> like, not from here. Like, because you I'm like, born here, I'm raised here, but my roots say I'm from somewhere else. Like, well, like there's a I'm... difference between American like the culture and then the heritage like you like we're all all three of us are american in the culture because Mm -hmm. that's what we were born into but Mm -hmm. none of us are american in heritage because even like if i can trace my family back to like even you know like during the time of the declaration of independence i'm still not going to call myself like my heritage is american like it doesn't Mm -hmm. work that way like you say whatever country your people originated from no matter where that is so it's because I, Americans have no culture. I mean, in all honesty, it's one of the things that pisses me off. It's because, like, you look at other cultures and they'll have, like, traditions and, like, just, like, mm-hmm. different, like, long-standing traditions of, like, traditional garbs and stuff like that mm-hmm. that you wear or, like, festivals. Music, dances, festivities. Pilgrimware is not traditional. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it's not. But it's one of the things that pisses me off. And I think it's one of the things, one of the reasons that people uh, are so attached to like their old world heritage is Mm because they look for that. Because Mm -hmm. like there's not really anything to cling to or uh, to identify with that way here. So this is a this is very small tangent. But um, when I was in ballet and tap when I was really young, so I think this was the last year I did it. So maybe I was like six years old. And we yeah. were going to do It's a Small World was our, you know, big recital thing. And I got the stinking cowboy. And now don't get me wrong. I'm cute. But I wanted the Irish dress so bad because <laughs> I didn't want the cowboy hat and the American flag skirt. But it's sequin. You got to remember it's sequin. And I, I did not. Want As traditional <laughs> of the American South. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I lived in Texas for like 15 years. Everything (laughs) is sequined. It's denim and Mm -hmm. it's sequined. Mm -hmm. I'll have to find the picture and send it to you guys. But uh, yeah, no, I I was not thrilled. (laughs) Yeah, I understand that. (laughs) I I, 
<laughs> I went to when I went to Disney World recently, and like they have the Small World and everything like that, mm-hmm. and like the American like little figurines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're wearing cowboy and cowgirl outfits. Oh god! <laughs> and I'm like, is that is that the best we could do? Like, yes. This is the best we could do. Like that's an American cultural heritage outfit. That's what we got. And I think I'm just blue, like, I think blue jeans are our other option. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, it's it's a step up from, like, the pilgrim outfits, because, you know, like, let's not yeah. reference the genocide of a bunch of people, but, like, at the same time, our next step in looking at, you know, like, American cultural heritage outfits Pick. are cowboy and cowgirl outfits, and I'm just like, this is embarrassing <laughs> as a culture and a society. <laughs> like, it's not like we're not embarrassing enough. Like, let's be honest. Like, we're embarrassing enough, and then we have to throw that on it. <laughs> and But our traditional garb includes a holster for our guns. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. And We've been shooting people our- in the streets for hundreds of years. Why stop mm-hmm. now? Yes. Like American culture. Yeah, you know, you know what? We do have culture. It is shooting people. Mm-hmm. Mostly unsuspecting people, people who had nothing to do with it. That is American culture. We shoot people, we don't ask questions. There you go. And we wear cowboy hats. The only thing that'll ever benefit us is if for some reason Or camo. Cow- or camo. And camo too. That is a modified cowboy hat. That is what that is. That is a like, modern. The only time any of this will benefit us is if for some reason, like, a country tries to invade us by land via the South. And then, well, I mean, they won't succeed because people in the South are crazy and they have a lot of guns. Everyone but, in the South has a gun, at least, they have at least, like, three in their position, so. Look, I lived in Texas. It's not an exaggeration. I was mm-hmm. there for, like, 15 years. You got a gun, then you got a bigger gun, and then you have a bigger gun for your bigger gun. Like, that's, just, that's all there is to it. Don't want them to be lonely. Yeah. And I'll, yeah, like, honestly, like, there's gun walls and gun racks, and there's, like, racks you put in the back of your truck, so you have your shotguns on display <laughs> in your truck, and, like, it's not an exaggeration. It's just not. Like, you want it to be. You really want it to be, but it's not. It's just fact. <laughs> And it's really annoying, and it's a really stupid fact, but it is fact. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I, I'm, yeah, and it, it's just like the stereotypes of the South exist for a reason, and they're true. Like the whole America and like all of that. It's yeah, it's very mm-hmm. present, even in a big city like Houston. Like it oh was yeah, very present. It was it's also very, very present here in LA. Yeah, and which is uh, look, California is like its own weird breed. Like it's just all there is to it. Like Not y'all wrong. weird in like a different like you're y'all weird in a different way. <laughs> but then again, so is Florida. Florida doesn't classify itself as part of the South. Like it it they will straight tell you we're not part of the South. It's like you are literally the most southern country there is. Like I don't know or like a state that there is. Like I don't know what mm-hmm. to tell you. Mm-hmm. But they don't classify themselves as part of the South. But the well, difference like- <laughs> between Florida and like Georgia, which is right above us, radically different. It's very weird. We're like <laughs> We're like California's weird southern cousin. So like <laughs> south adjacent, basically. And it's just it's just like California adjacent and southern adjacent came together and became Florida. So <laughs> And decided to look like a big penis. <laughs> hanging mean, off the bottom are of the you country. Surprised? No. Like Not you, at all. You've seen the Florida man memes, right? Like yeah, that's no, yes. that's 
those um, kinds of people live here for a reason. <laughs> yep. So, you know, it's just, yeah, no, Floridians are. <laughs> the South is weird. Floridians are weird. And you know what? The United States is weird. All right. I don't see Canada being this weird. Canada's not this weird. But the United States is divided into very, like, four or five different, like, subcultures in it's one true. country. Because, like, the Northeast the is, yeah, it's very different than, like, the like the uh, southern west coast but it's also very different than the southern east coast and then the, the northwest and like everything in the middle and it's just like and great everything in the middle and they all hate each other too which is great it's just, like, <laughs> and it's just and it's just really i love watching those videos of like europeans coming to the united states for like the first time and like their reactions <laughs> of like the united states and just being like for one thing, so very overwhelmed by how far everything is, thinking they yeah. could just go visit like all of these different things, like just in their visit here, and it's just like, yeah, no, that's about a two-week drive that way. Like, no, I read that's a not happening today. <laughs> no, it's just like you take a flight, and it's gonna take you a day or two, but you know. But like, I read a post from one guy who lived in England, and he was uh, talking about how. Um, because it, it was a guy from the United States and he was talking with his, he went to go to school over in England for like a couple semesters. And he was talking about how his roommate hadn't gone to see his dad in a while because the roommate kept saying he lived really far away. And the guy asked like, well, how far away does your dad live that you only see him like once a year? And he's like, about an hour. And it's just like, an hour? <laughs> an hour? Just an hour away? Just an hour? I and I'm like, my commute of- is longer than that. <laughs> like, are you crazy? I know. I don't have an hour to go to Disneyland. Like, and it's just like, and it's, but that's a long distance for them because to be fair, if you go to Europe and you drive for like an hour, you could go through a couple of countries in all honesty. Yeah. So it's just like, if you go to New England, like here, like if you like start in Rhode Island and you drive for an hour, you could go through like three states. Mm-hmm. But you know, like you can't, I can't even drive an hour. I can't even drive five hours and get out of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> At least four for us to hit the border of Nevada. Yeah. Yeah, and like Texas is more than twenty four hours. Like if. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Drive straight through. Yeah. Because I've driven through Texas. Was thirteen. Phoenix was like six or seven, maybe eight hours. Yeah, Yeah, six and eight hours. Because we were in. uh, We're in Santa Fe. What's the other one? Albuquerque. Mm. So. Yeah, not quite and, all the way to Texas. Well, you, you drive six hours north and you're still in California. Yep. No, well, you know, and it's just like that's, and I mean, that's the way it is, like when you live in Texas, it's the way it is when you live in a lot of our states, mm-hmm. is it's just they're massive states and that's just all there is to it. So you drive like an hour, five hours, 10 hours. If you're still in the same state, nobody's really surprised. Mm-mm. But if you drive 10 hours in Europe and you're looking, you've made it get- through like seven countries. You're like on your way to Russia, like whoa! <laughs> like, yeah. Did like, you mean to go that far? I mean, you yes. can take a train from London and get to like Paris or True. like other places, which still is like bizarre to me, just because of the fact that you know the UK is an island, mm-hmm. but oh, the you channel, know, yeah. they have an I underwater road, the channel. so like they have an underwater road, and I'm just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, that terrifies me. The channel. It does me too. Me. Yeah. No, absolutely oh not. God. Like, no, no. I did learn, however, that one of the cheapest cities in Europe to fly into is Dublin, because really? it's usually about half the cost of any other city at any given hmm. point. So, granted, well, this makes 
but so still. This makes, this makes planning our UK trip so much cheaper. Yeah, like you, you all... fly into Dublin, like the flight from Florida into London is like $1,000. But a flight from Florida to uh, Dublin is only about $500 at any given point. However, it's only like 50 bucks to fly from Dublin to anywhere else. So. Yeah, it's super cheap, I guess. But like, like they once get you, you get the... to Europe, yeah, like yeah. it's cheap. <clears throat> So, but to, the cheapest city that I've ever found to fly into at any given point is Dublin. All right. So, yeah. So it's just like, oh, it's just something to keep in mind. So on that note, as we try to escape from the realities of the United States mm-hmm. and and this well, version of the multiverse, let's hop into Chamber of Secrets. So, all right. I I will try to make it more than a minute into this movie. Before I, I, I go on any tangents. So to be fair, if I make it more than 10 seconds, we're doing better than the last one. So Because I think I made it a grand total of three <laughs> seconds. In the last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I did No regrets. Tell, I did tell Ani that it's very obvious, even though like that you have some concerns mm-hmm. about um, the, the events of Harry Potter, you can tell right away that you like it a bajillion times more than Twilight. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I like just about anything. That's true. (laughs) Except for, okay. She tell you we're going to watch Star Wars at some point, the original ones? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Look. (laughs) We need to make sure we have, like, real Star Wars fans with me so I can just watch, like, the light die in their eyes as as I go to She's not going to be nice. No, I know she's not going to be nice. I've met her. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like Star Wars. I've never seen the first three. And so it'll be like, to be fair, it'll be the very first time I've seen them. So, you know, I mean, I've only seen. um, She saw The Force Awakens with me. That was the first one I ever saw. So it's what Jeff was right. Okay, uh, I want to apologize because even though I enjoy the totality of Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it's not like a yeah, no, not Ray. I mean, the other ones I've seen are Space NASCAR and Half Which Space Romeo one. and Juliet. So <laughs> Space NASCAR. Oh, pod race. That's all I took from that movie. <laughs> That's all I took from that movie was Space NASCAR. And the other one, I didn't even get all the way through because it was Space Romeo and Juliet. And I thought it was stupid. So. Well, even as someone who loves it, you're not wrong. I didn't even like regular Juliet <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, let alone no. Space Romeo and Juliet. No, I really so. hate regular Romeo So do I. I hate Romeo and Juliet. Just Although like, the yeah. Baz Luhrmann one with Leonardo DiCaprio is... It's just such a spectacle that you're just like... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I've seen that movie so many times for the pure just joy of the insanity. Mm-hmm. I have that one on DVD and it's just like, I've watched just it so many times. Fucking um, John Leguizamo in that... I like, know. He was what, Tybalt? Yeah. the uh, Yeah. And the, the uh, it's like a black mariachi thing with a yep. no shirt. And, like, and I'm just like going, stop. Stop. <laughs> My eyes can't take it. My ears. I can't. I would much rather have John Leguizamo in a nice blue dress, sundress, than whatever the hell he was wearing in Romeo and Juliet. I Correct. mean, like I've never seen like a really good adapt, like modern adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. We did. Stop uh, the Latin boy. I say. Crying. 
I say we um, for this, but I, I had nothing to do with it. But my high school put on Romeo and Juliet oh, no. in a oh, modern no. setting. No. Oh, no. And like I went to go see it because like my Lynn was in it. And I so I went to go see it and she played Mercutio and but she played it as a boy. And people had no idea she was a girl for the record until like after the show and like the cast would come out and she took her hat off and her hair is like down to her waist. And they're like, you're a dude. Or like, you're a girl. We thought you were a dude. But that's the only reason I saw it is because she was in it. So because otherwise I can't stand Romeo and Juliet. So yeah, it's just like, huh? Okay. But, um, but yeah, so um, we at some point we'll watch Star Wars after the Harry Potter series, and uh, I'm not looking forward to it, but y'all should be. So we are, and we are both excited to sit you down and make you watch some classic 80s and 90s films. I'm not looking forward to that either. <laughs> Listen, I think she actually might like 10 Things I Hate About You. I think you would too. Like a lot of people, it's a lot smarter than it. You people are only think. coming up with ten things they hate about people. It was it's a, a an assignment. It has yeah. to do with an assignment in class. But that's only like 10? the yeah right. Well, the, I guess this person was trying to be positive. But again, it's a lot smarter. So and it's is taming legally- of the shrew. So it's it it's a little it's a little smarter. So is Legally Blonde. That's also really yeah. smart, and people don't give it enough credit. We'll start with. We'll I'm start really with, not looking forward to that one either. So because I can't fucking stand start with ten. I mean, plus just vintage Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. And baby Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, that too. Y'all are talking to the wrong person. <laughs> like, there is... I do not stand. Like, I do not care. <laughs> like, no. I'm just gonna right. nod. Like, Misty's hey. challenge begins now. How long can she last <laughs> on this movie? <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, no. I'm, I, I don't usually watch movies that were made like before the 2000s anymore because I can't stand like the CGI and stuff like that. So Star Wars, the original ones are going to be real hard for me. And he's that Han Solo part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, like I understand what I'm ex- like, what I'm expecting. And I watch really trashy, bad, you know, movies for fun, like the zombie moose movie and stuff like that. And the zombie beaver movie and all that. But uh, yeah, no, like the little moving the spaceship on like on a string as it goes across the screen. <laughs> like yeah, no, like holy shit. But uh, at least none of it's in black and white. So okay, yeah, let's okay, <laughs> let's start Harry let's, Potter. Let's watch the Chamber of Secrets. <clears throat> Here we go. I do love how like the intros to every single movie just gets gradually darker and darker and mm-hmm. darker. I like the fact that they still classify these as children's books all the way up to the seventh one. I just like, I don't think so. (laughs) It's like, how many people are dead? It started off with trying to kill a baby. I mean, come on. I feel like you could classify the first three as children's books, and then from there, they've got to be YA novels. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it should have just been. I mean, to to be fair, J.K. Rowling did try to tell them ahead of time, like, look, people die, <laughs> like people could die. So, yay, we made it to the minute mark, and I didn't go on a tangent. I have one though. <laughs> you have you one. Have one. Of course, you have one. I'll oh, wait until the scene shows up. Letting him, letting Hedwig out of her cage is not magic. He doesn't have the key. He'd have to magic. Oh, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> I'm just like, it's an animal. Why is this cake from the 50s? 
I think because Petunia. Why is there no cake in it? It, like, <laughs> it is all dicey. Yeah. <laughs> How is Hedwig not starved to death if they've kept the cage? And they don't even feed Harry, let alone the bird. <laughs> so, granted, they might was, like the bird more than they like Harry. So they probably do. Well, the platoon just standing in the back with a cherry in her hand. Just. Yeah. I was more concerned about the state of Hedwig's cage. Yeah, it is a mess. Scraps. <laughs> I like that. He's just like we've given you the food off of our table. It's like, oh, you didn't do all of the child abuse, just most of it. <laughs> Bully for you. You barely fed me. You fed me as if I was a dog. <laughs> he had to like consistently get out of his <clears throat> cupboard and at night to raid the refrigerator and eat. Like, come on. What is this? The 1950s? Look at her outfit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll I will give them credit though. They picked excellent actors for this. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this spot on just the way they look especially like petunia's like really pinched face it's just like mm, okay it's very accurate <laughs> alone in my room and pretending how I, I don't exist is how i spent my weekend there's a <laughs> Gryffindor sticker on his cupboard on his, like, on his wardrobe where did he get a Gryffindor sticker they're just lying about in the common room who knows he's got a flag behind him it was part of the orientation packet <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, here's your sticker, here's your flag, you have to be mean to Slytherins, na 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 na, -na. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would, or how I would react if I turned, if I entered my room all of a sudden there's like a jumping elf. If I was Harry, like, in all honesty, an and I elf. turned around and I saw Dobby in there, I would just close the door and go hang out in the hallway. <laughs> the like, nope, nope, not yeah. doing this, not doing yeah. this. Granted, this to be fair, at this well. point in his, yeah, like to be fair, his this point in his life, he's not aware that every single one of his years at Hogwarts is gonna be fucked. Yeah, so. he does not know. But I would just I would just turn around and be like, no, 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 no. I don't know if he used to make me cringe as much as he does now. Like I, my anxiety is, you know, I, ratcheted I, yeah. up a lot. With with Dobby, <clears throat> like I feel like as as a child, you know, and like the, it reads, you know, that he's like hitting himself on something. You're just you're confused, but not horrified. As an adult, definitely just horrified. Mm -hmm. Like that this that this creature and his species feel the need to just like attack and beat themselves on a regular basis, and just okay. Yeah, because there's another scene where he's just like bandaged all over his fingers, like. I had to iron my hands. I'm like, why? Yeah. And it's just like, no, 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 you didn't. No, no, you didn't. What really also, annoyed me was uh, the the girl elf in in the kitchens. Mm -hmm. That you know, Winky. Winky, yeah. I'm just like, you have got to get over this. Because <laughs> like, if cause someone like creature could get used to it, yeah, Winky could get used to it. Well, like in all honesty. I, my issue with Dobby is the pure audacity that he has, in all honesty, that always surprises me. It's just like, <laughs> he fully feels he has a right to come and tell Harry, it's just like, you can't go back to school. Like, and also, I'm just going to take your lamp and I'm going to beat myself <laughs> on all of your furniture and um, not really give you a choice about any of it. <laughs> What are the odds that this is the night Dobby shows up? 
Like, what are mm-hmm. the odds that this is like the one night that the Dursleys have people over? That's when Dobby shows up. I wonder if that's at some level he knew because he's really good at like. Well, he just admitted to stealing the right... Harry's mail, so like, right. so why maybe not? he does know that Ron said, "Hey, I'm coming to get you," and so that's why he had to act. And like Dobby had to. I I like Dobby. I I like him a lot. I especially like him like in the later books because like at this point in time he annoys the hell out of me because he's just a meddling little shit who's making Harry's already terrible life much worse. Worse, but. Seriously, and that is gold, just layers the sweet, of icing. The the joy on his face when he uh-huh. sees that I can make this worse. Yes. Die. And in, how does Dobby know that getting Harry in trouble will mean he doesn't go back to Hogwarts? Also, what at this point, point I would I'd also just he, like Dobby is just the man that like, promise you won't go back. I just feel like, all right, fine, I won't. And then I'll just disappear and then life will go back yeah. to normal. And then lie, I'm on my Harry. way. <laughs> just lie, Harry. Like be Harry just lie. What, 12? He's twelve. Yeah. I don't think he has the guile at that age. <laughs> <laughs> the look of horror on all their faces. Also, to be fair, I'm not sure that cake would have splattered on her like that. Also, again, there's no cake in it. It's just icing <laughs> that's on her. I would I'm be sorry. I don't understand how he's, he's friends with Ill. him later. Mm-mm. I don't understand how I, w- I would have like, held that grudge on this one. My whole life. My mm-hmm. whole life. Now this is where my tangent begins. All right, tangent starts when the bars are put on the window. Eight minutes they, in, bravo! First of all, they put bars on this child's window. He has not interacted with this window whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know why they feel the need to put bars on the window because nothing that happened has anything to do with the window. Secondly, their neighbors are watching them install bars on the windows which they're just definitely going to think is really weird especially considering it's the second floor so there's Mm -hmm. no arguable reason that you could say oh well we don't want anyone breaking in these people thrive on what the public thinks of them what their neighbors think of them petunia in like the first couple pages is talked about about how she likes to like peek over the edges of the fence and like watch the neighbors for all of their gossip they have to actively understand that putting bars on these windows is going to absolutely change the way their neighbors look at them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if they were already suspicious about what's happening, they're definitely suspicious now that only one room now has bars on the windows. All right. That's already weird enough. Now they lock Harry in his room and they don't give him food. They don't give him anything. And the Weasleys, after not hearing from him for a whole summer, have to drive a car to pull the bars off of the windows to get him out, right? Mm-hmm. They effectively were ready and willing, like the Dursleys, to starve this child in a room to death. They don't yeah. feed him. They put bars on the windows. Like, first of all, if they did that to me, I would break the glass or just open the windows because he could just open the window from the inside and then just start screaming. Screaming for help, <laughs> screaming for the police. Tell them I've been kidnapped. Like anything is better than being in this room with no food, no water, no nothing, and not being allowed to leave. Somebody at some point has to just think to themselves, wow, this is weird <laughs> that like this child is just in this room because they could just look like you could just look up and you could see Harry in the window. It's not like it's weirdly tinted or anything. You could just mm-hmm. see this child on the other side of these bars in this window and just know that this child is in this room with bars on its window. And no matter how like deranged or unhinged like the Dursleys tell people that he is, people have met Harry. 
people have in this neighborhood have met Harry. Like every like people at his school have met Harry. They understand he's not a deranged lunatic who's out to murder people. He's also twelve. You know, so there's that. <laughs> now this is where it gets really interesting. Is Dumbledore's spies live in this neighborhood, including the squib Mrs. lady with Miss all Squib. Of the cat. Yeah. Mrs. Yeah, Squib. whatever her actual name is. She lives here. She can see this. Now she knows who Harry is. She also reports directly to Dumbledore. So at some point she has to tell Dumbledore, yeah, the the Dursleys seem like they're locking Harry in his room and putting bars on his windows, and he just stands at the window staring out into the street all day. <laughs> That's kind of weird, don't you think? And Dumbledore would have to be like, nah, it's fine. It's cool. What would have happened if Harry hadn't shown up to school the first day? Like, he would have had to have acknowledged the fact that, hey, um, I let you sit. In where room the all fuck summer. is Harry? <laughs> right? Yeah, like, um, like, where's the where is where, he? Where is Harry? And then at that point, they'd be like, well, yeah, like he'd have to ask his friends and like, well, he didn't write to us all summer. And like, he never got back in contact with us. And we don't know how to get a hold of him. And um, there's bars on his windows. And it's just <laughs> like, at that point, you'd have to think, oh, no, he's just dead. He's just dead. <laughs> like you left him in this extremely abusive household for however long. And there's bars on his windows. They're not feeding him. He's not responding to any of the letters. You just kind of have to assume he's dead. And that the Dursleys probably killed him. But then again, McGonagall could have told you that after watching them for a couple of hours. Don't you think? <laughs> and she, and said she didn't like the idea, but you know. And you don't it. listen to her, despite the fact that she's an extremely intelligent person and the only one of the wizards that have any fucking common sense that there is. And another thing I will note as an inconsistency is in, I believe it's in the books, or and I think in the movie too, McGonagall mentions of having watched the Dursleys all day. She says it. In the, in the beginning of the first movie, she's like, I've watched them for hours. Yeah. And I think she also says it in the book. So, like, it, it's it's been vocalized. She's she's wa- She watched them that day before Harry showed up. Like, they brought Harry there. So, at that point, you have to assume, because Harry's parents died on October 31st. <clears throat> so, you have to assume that she watched them all of November 1st, right? Mm-hmm. And then Hagrid brings Harry on the evening of November 1st. Where mm-hmm. was Harry... For upwards of 12 hours. His parents died the night before. And they didn't bring him to the Dursleys until that night. Where was Harry? Because Hagrid went and got Harry from Sirius at the house. It didn't take him 12 hours to fly on a motorbike anywhere in England. And I noticed that the other day. Unless they just literally had him hide out for a couple of hours to, you know, maybe throw him off. Sent off. Now, I'd like to assume that maybe they just, you know, they took Harry for medical attention or something and it took a couple of hours. No. I, I, but, you know, no. Because, like, that would require <laughs> common sense and logic and, like, care for Harry's well-being. So I'm just going to assume no. But it's that first day when, like, uh, Sirius is off looking for Peter. And I think it says somewhere in one of the books that it takes, like, a couple days before Sirius finds Peter. So, like, there's a whole minimum of a 12-hour gap from the night that Harry's parents die to the time in which Hagrid brings Harry to the Dursley's house. And you I have just, to imagine that baby was just stuffed into that sidecar and just who, like, here, sit who there. Who took care of Harry in those few hours? Who fed him? Who changed him? Who like gave him anything? Like, Oh no, they dropped the him off happened? with a full diaper. Yep. Like, <laughs> what happened in those 12 hours? Because something had to have happened and Hagrid was definitely not flying for 12 hours because... Mm-hmm. You could fly for 12 hours and get to, like, the other side of Europe. 
you yeah. can like <laughs> maybe not in a motorbike, but you can get out of England. So, and it's specifically stated that uh, Godric's Hollow is somewhere in England, and that's where his parents mm-hmm. were. So, what the fuck happened for those twelve hours? And no matter what happens, whether it's Dumbledore or it's the Dursleys, Harry's just had nothing but abuse since the day his parents died. Yes. <sighs> this poor so child. So there we go. I saw that plot hole while uh, listening and editing <laughs> the episode. So. so He must be a very light sleeper if he mm-hmm. wakes up by the soft rumbling of the Ford Anglia. Yeah. Because yeah. our vehicles just don't drive down the block at, in the middle of the night. That car is also really far off, too. Yeah. Like, it's a it's twinkling so star. Off. But it makes you wonder, how loud is it in person, then? And then why hasn't everyone else's lights <laughs> flipped on? There's yeah. no space between those houses. Uh-uh. And when they turn around, their lights are going into someone else's bedroom. <laughs> yep. Also, imagine the horror that must process through Fred, George, and Ron at showing up at Harry's house and seeing bars on the windows. Like, their friend has effectively been in jail for however long. I just yeah, can't imagine, I know. like, But I love the how they horror. come prepared. He has a giant fucking hook. Yeah, where did he ready. get that? Why did he bring it? He hasn't been <laughs> letters from Harry all summer. He's aware of the fact that there's, like, oh my god, look at how old that decor is. <laughs> And look how many locks they have to take off this kid's door. There's so many locks. I also want to know why they're so adamant about keeping him away from Hogwarts. Like, I know they hate him. him Let him go. Yeah. They hate magic more, so they want to keep him away. Like, I don't get it. I'm like, he's gone nine months out of the year. And like, it's part of your contract with Dumbledore. It's like, you're unhappy when he's there. So let it, you should be happy when he's gone. Right. You should, in all honesty, just tell him that he's not allowed to come back. That would have been a much shorter and simpler conversation. And he would have been like, yeah, great. Awesome. Bye. Yeah. He would have gone and to I'll Dumbledore stay, and be like, like I'll hey. I'll with the Dursley, I mean, with, with, with the Weasleys. It's fine yeah. by me. He could have gone to Dumbledore and be like, hey, yeah, they won't let me come back. And then that's when Dumbledore would send people to modify the Dursley's memories. Seriously, after all that noise, ripping off the, the bars and Vernon falling out the window, how is no one's lights on yeah i mean well it's just more evidence that the dursleys even though they want to pretend that they're normal that they are the worst type and all of their neighbors already know it they just go i don't know i don't need to get involved yeah they're probably at home just saying oh those dursleys that noise again that or um you know how they're so obsessed with like what people the community will think of them it's like really no one gives a shit yeah no one cares now, I like the Weasleys, and I like their house and everything. The pure clutter that is in here <laughs> would drive me nuts. Well, Absolutely. When you have seven kids, it's a family of nine, you know? Yeah. Actually, this looks like my house, so I don't mind it. <laughs> I <laughs> think it looks... I love how quirky their house is, and I love it. Like, the only thing I mean, that I would be like... The only thing for me that would be like... I. I want all this stuff that they have, but with the amount that if I'm going to insert the amount of cats I currently have into the burrow, I'd be like, everything would fall mm-hmm. and break. Fair. Well, you could probably charm it. That too. So I could charm it. One of the things that I think is strange is just like the, everything is kind of like in a, like I understand why everything's in a state of like disrepair and everything's like mm-hmm. mismatched and everything like that because it's supposed to emulate the financial standings of the Weasleys. That's fine. However, magic exists and transfigurations Mm -hmm. is a class. 
So you have a chair. Why can't I just transfigure it into a chair that's identical to the other chair? It's not even like a, I took this mouse and I made it into a chair. It's I have a chair. I should just make it, maybe just make a match, you know? And like, just, just make a match. Or Repero is just a spell. Like I could just fix some stuff, you know, that looks a little derelict or, you know, broken or stuff like that. I feel like at some point it's just an active choice. I mean, the way that Arthur collects the muggle, the muggle stuff, stuff, I almost just wonder if it's just, all right, bring it. All right. I just we'll make it work. It's like my dad. Like, I'll fix it. I'll fix yeah, it. And then we and have like, like mismatch shit everywhere. Like his shed and everything that's full of all this muggle stuff. I'm like, that's perfectly fine and everything. But I'm just like, you have all of these chairs and none of the match, but transfigurations is an entire category of magic. <laughs> so like you know, you know, like even if it's if it's getting kind of like derelict or whatever, and you need you could add materials to it and transfigure all of it into like a better quality of something, you would like to think. You know, it's just I feel like at some point there's just kind of like a okay, but magic can fix this. <laughs> <laughs> they need to retire Errol. Like he just that that bird barely can make it. Uh, and then they get Pigligin. Oh, pig. Yes. He literally just said, because Percy said that uh, Harry got, got her Harry's Hogwarts letter too. Dumbledore must know you're here. <laughs> right? Which means Dumbledore <laughs> looks at the letters before they're sent out, which means he looked at all 900 and something letters that said Harry Potter covered under the stairs. <laughs> so, just further proof that Dumbledore is just as neglectful as every as all the other adults <laughs> mm-hmm. in Harry's life. Except Mrs. Weasley. I think Mrs. Weasley is the best parent. That's <laughs> she is so Eric underrated. Part. I love her. Like I read somewhere that someone was like, there's no way that Molly could have defeated Bellatrix in that battle. It's like, oh, she was poor and Bellatrix, like, you know, you know, you know, well-renowned so? family, well-known wizardry, whatever. I'm like, isn't she pure blood too? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Molly's also pure blood. Molly's a fucking badass. Yeah. Molly had a shit she... ton of motivation, too. Oh, yeah. You, like, Bellatrix went after her daughter. Like, I'm honestly surprised, like, any of the Death Eaters survived. What are you doing here? Well, I just love that he got one example of the flu powder. And then, <laughs> go ahead, try it. You can see the stroke in his face going, <laughs> What do I say? What did he say? <laughs> now, to be fair, he said diagonally. But he definitely didn't say Borgen and Burks, which is where he ends up. Or it's also nowhere near Nocturne Alley. It's just... Yeah. Like, none of the words that could have formed out of Diagon Alley, uh, or whatever it is that Harry said, form Borgen and Books or uh, Nocturne Alley. Just at all. So, you know. The flu powder was like, did you mean... (laughs) Like, Google. Did you mean... Yeah, it's like Google voice to text. <laughs> yeah. like, mm. They have these shops in the Wizarding World here. They have the <gasps> Nocturnally shops. Harry, why are you touching dangerous magical items? You know that would be me. The stupid thing is, is it's on a pedestal. Just fucking pick your hand up, Harry, and take the whole goddamn thing with you. <laughs> I think we've established he's not smartest. Oh, Harry has as little common sense as any wizard. So that's how you know he's going to be a good wizard. There's no common sense. 
I think that's the only witch in the entire series that actually looks like a stereotypical witch. Mm-hmm. Pale face. It's the warts on the nose yeah. and the chin. They're all like vultures. I wonder if they can like smell him. Clean. Why is Hagrid there? <laughs> Had to pick up some illicit material for Dumbledore. Some uh, pesticide, I guess. Something oh. to feed something. Yeah. Well, at least he asks. Fair. I go flesh eating slug repellent. That's a lie. <laughs> That's an absolute lie. <laughs> Probably trying to find have- another. Why do they have to wear the Hogwarts cloaks? Like, what? Why? What is the point of that? They're not wearing the uniforms. Wouldn't you want to wear it as often as you could? Not if I actually went. I didn't want to wear my school uniforms ever. I would definitely have purchased additional cloaks that were much nicer and fancier and more, like, snake Mm -hmm. billowy. So that I could be walking around at any point in free time just as billowy as possible. Like, seriously, if I don't get to wear a giant cape and, like, a castle and walk around in it and just, like, flounce around the way Snape does, what's the point of my life? Right? There is none. And here comes Lockhart, a.k.a. Hamlet. Still not the worst professor that they had to be Right. This is the dumbest. He's not even an idiot, either. He's great at memory charms. I think the dumbest one that they had was probably uh, probably Umbridge, I guess. You know, she was probably the most... All-around un- worst. Yeah. All-around worst, yeah. I mean, she used blood magic on a bunch of students, so... Did no one want to wipe his face a little? <laughs> Did nobody want to pick up that shelf of a pile of books that is absolutely only <laughs> held together with glue? And that's the only reason they're not falling? And there's our Draco all grown up. Yeah, but See, you're now still does... really interested, Malfoy. You're trying to play it cool, but you're totally still interested. Right? See, now it does still bother me that he's also wearing the Hogwarts cloak because you know, you know the Malfoys have got like some silk cloak bullshit going on. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I love how Molly's like, I will get all of your books signed for you. And he's like, well, I don't give a fuck. He's yeah, like, well, she was really straightening her hair earlier, so like... <laughs> But not wiping the dirt off, the the flu powder off of anybody. Right? (laughs) Jelly much. Why is her face so dirty? That's what what everyone's saying. Because they all traveled via flu powder and Molly didn't even bother wiping their faces. Like, there's gotta be, like, a simple cleaning spell. Like, seriously, at some point, the dirt and, like, the poor look is just on purpose. Like, it doesn't take, it doesn't even take magic just to wipe your face off. Daddy touched you there. <laughs> Daddy Voldemort touched you there. <laughs> the light just left Misty's eyes, by the way. <laughs> Bitch, you at rang your busser. Jeez. <laughs> I love hearing about how um, Lucius was like, you know, what while acting. You know, he'd be, like, all in character, and then once he was out, he'd be like, oh, Draco, and he'd be like, Tom, are you all right? And Tom's just like, it's like working with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with this one, because yeah. <laughs> you don't know which version you're going to get. Yeah. And to think that he originally wanted to play, um, he auditioned for Lockhart. <laughs> well, he would have made a good Lockhart, so. He makes a much better Lucius, oh, though. Oh, absolutely. He makes a <laughs> wonderful, he would have made a good Lockhart, but he makes a wonderful Lucius Malfoy. Mm-hmm. 
um, what's his face that does play Lockhart is a much better fop. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm, that's fair. Kenneth Branagh. Seriously, they're Utah. all so dirty. Like Jesus, at some point it's just a choice. I love the Weasels. I love the Weasleys, but at some point it's just a choice. There isn't like, like a ma- magical wet wipe that right. Just, like no? if there's a spell that can repair your glasses, or there's a spell that can like you know make things fly, there's got to be just like a quick cleaning spell. Like come on, like there's, there's no parking simple. taxis only. Now, I think you asked this last time, but uh-huh. they have been doing this <laughs> for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting to the platform mm-hmm. since Charlie. Since right. Bill. Since, oh, sorry, Bill. Yeah. Since Bill. How are they always, always late? I'm sorry. I, I think that's painfully obvious <laughs> that that's just who they are as a family. Is late. It's like, look, I like I said, I love the Weasleys. I love all of the Weasleys, but at some point... Like, it's just a choice for your chaos. Like, at some point, it's just a choice. It's your choice not to wipe your own face. Like, how do you not not manage time? Like, in all honesty. With seven kids. Mm -hmm. Like, Percy and everything, you know he's ready. You know he's ready the night before. Mm -hmm. Go to the room. Percy's ready the week before. Make sure, like, look, just, you need all of your trunks downstairs. Like, get up, like, an hour early as a parent. Like, get up an hour early. Start getting them up, like, one at a time. The ones that are going to take the longest, you get them up first. You can get Percy up last, because that boy probably slept in his uniform. Like, that's fine. But <laughs> Percy's already awake. He's already awake. Yeah, yeah like, coffee. you don't even have to worry about Percy. Percy knows what he's doing. Have them all have their trunks downstairs and ready to go. Like, have all your shit together. Also, how did they fit that many people in the car? Also, did they drive? That's a good question. Like, did they drive? They, they drove today with that many people and books and shit. That's a five-seater car. Max. <laughs> That's a five-seater car max. Is the front seat a bench or is it individual bucket seat? It's a bench. There you go. So so six, it's max. six. Six max. Still, that's, they have more than six people. And they have all of their trunks. Yeah, there's four and all their... They have seven. So if someone like I can wanted understand, to get squishy... Yeah, I can understand the trunks because you can have an undetectable extension charm in, in the trunk and that's fine. But that's where you put all, like, your stuff. That's fine. However, it, the front seat is crowded with two 12-year-olds in it. Let alone anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, I love how also, like, Ron and Harry's first instinct is Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I'm gonna steal a car. It's just like, I... Also, I want to know why Ron decided he was gonna drive on the train tracks. I have no idea. Yeah, why couldn't you just follow it? Yeah, why couldn't you just follow it or be above it? Like, why did you have to be on the tracks? Whoever the conductor is Because you're not going to get on the train, no matter what. Yeah, you were just going to follow it there, which is fine. But, like, the and parents- park the car in the visitor slot. I, that's <laughs> where I'm like, what was the plan once you got there? There was now, no way it was going to end well. Yeah. Now, like, you can side along operate at least one other person with you. I have no doubt that, like, you could have just individually operated the children at different times. Like, Percy would have been ready first thing in the morning. Just pop in and pop out at platform nine and three quarters. Drop him off. Let him do his thing. Then Molly and um, uh, Arthur could just one each take one of the twins with them. And then there you go. Then you drop both of them off. Then one of you take no, Ron. The other one takes Harry. <laughs> there you go. Like, you literally wouldn't have to leave very early because you are an instant transportation system. So, 
I don't understand how anybody's late when you have apparition. <laughs> I oh, I have a friend who would always be constantly late, even with appar- apparition. Why does Ron know how to drive at 12? Does he, though? <laughs> Fair enough. I guess in a funk. Oh. Poor Ron. I kind of feel bad for the tree because it is, like, alive in a more sentient way than other trees are. It has to hurt having an entire car crash into you. Filled with idiot children. Mm-hmm. That's why it starts beating How on did them. he break the wand? When did he pull it out? He like, was, what the he was, he was yelling uh, at the steering wheel to stop, and he was hitting the steering wheel with his wand. Oh, yes, the magical spell stop. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Right up there with Sunshine Daisy's lemon Buttermellow. yellow whatever Turn makes this fat pack. rat yellow. <laughs> I actually side with Tree on this one. Like, yeah. you literally landed in me, broke a bunch of my branches. I'm gonna crush you now. I love how, like, after this, the, the car just like, get the fuck out of me. The car's mad too. Like, I'd be mad too. Like, look what you guys got done to it. Also, very bendy tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That tree fully, like, folds in half. And there's the car ejecting them out. <laughs> Goodbye and good riddance. Take your pigeon. Get away from me. <laughs> it's <sound>. yeah. <laughs> Like, if it was, like, if I was Hedwig, I would not talk to Harry for at least a couple days. Because it'd be like, I got jostled around. Yeah. I, I mean, I got thrown into a brick wall i got beaten in a car like uh -uh. (laughs) like the amount of owl treats that he owes hedwig is ridiculous (laughs) your dad was gonna kill you already ron like holy shit you stole a car also i love how he says his dad and not his his mom no his dad will be so proud yeah his dad will be like what the fuck but his mom is just gonna murder him so right his dad might want a full rundown of how everything went. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What broke down? What didn't break down? What did you use? How far did it go? I always feel kind of bad for Felch. Like, he's an asshole. But, like, it would also really suck to be the only non-magical person in a school of, like, over a thousand magical little brats. Well, technically, isn't Hagrid one of them? Hagrid has magic, though. Like, and he has the ability to perform magic, but Felch is a squib. Oh, Okay. So, like, he has to be literally in a place where a bunch of people get to learn magic in a world that he'll never actually get to really be a part of. Oh, which book was it in where, I think it was in the third one, when he's in the, uh, Filch's office trying to get the uh, the Marauder's Map or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sees a bunch of papers for, like, you know, learn magic quick or whatever. <laughs> and you see, and I feel bad for him. Because, like, imagine if it was one of us and you were you had to work at a magical school, but you didn't get to learn any magic or do any magic. How much that would suck. Mm-hmm. And you do it for decades. And a bunch of little kids that make fun of you all the time. Like, I, he's an asshole, but, like, I get it. But also, it's a choice at that point, right? It like, is. <laughs> he could go Yeah, I definitely somewhere. wouldn't work there. Yeah, like, yeah. why would I do that to myself? But then again, what do you have on your resume for the last, like, however long he's worked here? True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, they can drive a car through downtown London, flying, and that's not worth the attention of the Ministry of Magic. However, Harry defends himself and his cousin from certain death, and it almost gets him expelled and thrown into Azkaban. Yep. And I love 
her. Her so Professor much. Sprout. I love Professor Sprout. Have you seen interviews of her? Like she's crazy. Like, <laughs> she's yeah. got such a mouth on her. She wild. She wild. I mm-hmm. I'm like, who let her around these young, impressionable children? I mean, it probably made them better people. <laughs> Isn't she the one who had a house or whatever that was being used to film porn or something like that for a while? Like she owned two properties. <laughs> yeah, she owned like two properties. And the one she was renting out to somebody, like the police showed up to her actual residence and were like, are you having like porn filmed in this residence? She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And uh, it turns out that the people that were renting it from her were like filming pornos in there. All right. I love that that came out in an interview she was doing sitting next to Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> oh, she doesn't care. No, does she does not care. Mm. How do you neglect earmuffs? Just like not accepting them blocking out sound? And also the, the fact that she's just does not give a fuck. Student has passed out. She's like, yep, just leave him there. It's fine. He'll wake up. And I'm sorry, but when you <laughs> fall over the odds of getting a concussion are like high <laughs> and like nobody cares about poor little neville why is tipping his head nearly nearly had this next way of greeting someone like here let me show you my insides Ta-da! <laughs> would you like to see my severed spine okay now wait a minute they Where have fucking tape. muggle tape they don't yeah. have pins but they have like <laughs> regular tape and a uh old Ask camera. old school camera. Why Ron, do they is recognize this embarrassment yours? <laughs> because it's that much of an embarrassment. Fair Into the bowl of chips. Yeah, just regular potato chips too, which is like wow. <laughs> the bird's like, all right, I can leave now. I like the Harry's bird entire record this. I like oh, Harry's entire heard her record it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why would you open it at a table full of kids? Because there's a timer on them. If you don't open it within like a certain lot of a lot of time, yes. they will do it itself. Run, <laughs> run out of the great hall and take it somewhere else where the whole school isn't going to listen to you. Call its face. <laughs> mom, I, mom. mom. Mom, please. <laughs> I like to think that Molly added the little <laughs> like just at the end. I hope so. <laughs> Seriously, why would you not just grab it and run out of the Great Hall so the entirety of the school doesn't listen to you get yelled at by your mom? Who would choose to stay there? Like, come on. <laughs> I will say, I love this version of the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom. Mm-hmm. I love the it fact is a that, nice like, one. like, they've got the office that's up on the little balcony thing, like, in its own room and all of that. Like, that's very nice. It's got a Shakespearean tower, and he played Hamlet, so it works. Exactly. <laughs> it's got better lighting. <laughs> None of the boys are impressed, and all the girls are just screaming. I don't know why the girls are, though. I mean, like... I don't either. He's not even good-looking. Like, what? I'm assuming. He might be by wizard standards. Like, I can I can get that, but, like, for a 12-year-old? Yeah, like, I'm just like, what? Where did Lockhart get Pixies? He just like ordered them to be delivered to the school because you know he didn't catch anything. No, yeah, and he and he calls them they're freshly caught. It's like I bet Hagrid got them. A hundred percent. He asked Hagrid to get them from the forest. I bet you. They pick Neville up by his ears 
anatomically, wouldn't his ears just rip off at the weight of his body? <laughs> I I want to say yes. And the way that they dropped him onto that hook. Possibly that should have killed e- him. <laughs> that could have easily gone off the back of his head. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, why do people try to say ritual sounding spells? Pesky Pixie Pandanome or whatever he said is three words. Spells are not usually more than one to two words max. They've never done a spell that's multiple words that's actually ever worked. Have you noticed that the pixies can actually go into the uh, the paintings or pictures? Really? Yeah, they flew into the one where he's painting himself. Yeah. And the picture behind him was like swatting him away because they were coming at him. I just noticed that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I love how the, all the students are gone. Yeah, well, they were all fucking smart enough to leave. And Neville's like, why is it always me? Why would you stay in the classroom? I would leave too. And then I'd go to see McGonagall and be like, look, what the fuck? (laughs) Believe it. Would. There was a guy at my school, I think he was like four years above me or five, between three or five years above me. And he looked just like the Slytherin captain. Really? That's, That's unfortunate. unfortunate. Like Flint. So every time we we like him, me and Edie would be like, oh my god, it's Flint. <laughs> yeah, he looked like that. He had the teeth too. Teeth. Those are some teeth. <laughs> I've seen better looking teeth on like ancient skulls. <laughs> I feel like he just learned that word himself. That's why he loves to use it so much. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know where she learned it. It's Hermione. Are you surprised? But where in that, what kind of books is she reading that it's written in there somewhere? Like, hey, here's a racial slur for, like, your people. Also, did you know that these are actual slugs? Ron had to put actual slugs in his mouth and black them back out. actually thrown up. (laughs) I think Misty would have, Misty's about to throw up. Nope. That's a hard no. Like, there's no money in the world. I'll do a lot of things for money. That ain't one of them. I'll murder a bitch for money, but I ain't putting a slug in my face. (laughs) (laughs) I think he said they try to coat it in something so it doesn't taste as bad, but it still tasted like shit. (laughs) All that mucus. I mean, I want to believe that face he's making. There's no makeup on that face. I want to believe that it's just what... I want to believe that Hermione learned... (laughs) The slur because somebody said it to her, not that she read it. Because for one thing, what the hell are you reading that has this word in it? Like none of the, like the nothing in the school library should have this word. Like nothing of the signed books and everything that she has should have this word in it. But yet she knows this word, so it makes you think that somebody has been saying it to her in the previous year, and she already knows what it means. Because like if you were hearing it out loud for like the first time, it, it. like even if even if you read it and like you knew what it meant, it, it might throw you off. But she just stone faces looks like it's just not new to her. Also, I'm just like it really impacts her, which is you know understandable mm-hmm. because like it's a slur being said. But like it, I'm not sure how seriously I would take a, a bunch of idiotic wizards who just don't know their left from their right. And I'd be like, yeah, you don't like me because of my blood status. I don't like you because you're a fucking moron. So <laughs> at least I've got, I've got basis for why I don't like you. Well, I think she's still young enough that she wants to be accepted. I mean, is. yeah, like Ron said one bad thing about her and she spent a whole day crying in a bathroom. So 
Yeah. And also, I would be pissed. Like, I, like, she just takes it like stone face. I'd just punch a bitch. Like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Next movie is when we finally get some punching. That's true, but she should have punched him in this movie. Oh, yeah. She should have jinxed him or something. Because, like, if she could, you know, if if her first thought was to, I'm going to set a professor on fire. I can totally jinx this stupid little Like, why didn't on. you set Malfoy on fire? Like, much <laughs> less consequences for setting Malfoy on fire than it is for setting a professor on fire. So Harry's, like, walking around just, like, hearing the word kill come out of, like, this, what we now know is a basilisk, right? And the idea is that the basilisk is traveling around the school in pipes, which is something that we learn. Um, that snake is... Like, say, like, big around five, seven feet mm-hmm. in, like, diameter, like, mm-hmm. you would say. Easy. Mm-hmm. Easily, easily at least, like, seven, like, feet in diameter and all that. Um, With the hard How big are the pipes in the, in the school? Like, yeah. how big are the pipes in the school? Why are the pipes this big? What part of the school Do requires it. seven foot pipes? Just <laughs> larger. What is in these pipes that has more than seven foot wide pipes? Like, you Giant can't tell me the water is going through it or anything else for that matter. Because the this castle is very large. The castle is very, very large. But, like, there's not that much water going through anything at any point. That you need seven foot wide pipes unless you're, like, powering a city. No, you're just, just one school. Just one weirdly magical school. And it's just like, but no, they have seven foot wide pipes. I love how Harry's the one that moves forward to like inspect more and the other two don't even follow, just leaving him alone in the front and now everyone shows up. It's like, oh, Harry did it. And where the hell are the entirety of the Gryffindors and the Slytherins Mm. coming from at this exact (laughs) moment? Like, where were they? That they're just going to come from like two opposite directions. And there are adults here that just heard him use that slur. I know and, it was like Madame Pomfrey and stuff, but yeah. she should be enough of an authority figure. Slap him across the face. Yeah. And you notice that like height-wise, there's really just not anybody there for the most part, with the exception of like the twins and Percy, that's taller than Draco. So it's all of like the first and the second years. Where are all of the other years? Like, where, where's the third through seventh year students? How come we never see older students until Harry gets to that age? They're at Hogsmeade, probably. Who knows? No one cares. Because, like, seriously, there's only, like, four people over the height yeah. of Harry. It's just a bunch of little kids. Liar. They, and they Even know Dumbled- it's oh, yeah. <laughs> McGonagall's face, like, uh-huh. Uh, also, that's a lot of blood for a cat to lose. Yeah. And still be alive, too. Yeah. You know it's bad when Snape defends you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, even Snape is just like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, these kids are too stupid for that. Like, are you crazy? It's like, don't give them that credit. It, they don't deserve that. It's like, this takes planning and forethought, nothing of which Harry or Ron have. Yeah. Also, oddly enough, like, Harry just came from being with Lockhart, but Lockhart and Harry came from two different corridors. Where did Lockhart go? Well, does he have another exit out of that tower room? Maybe. Mm. It's possible. Brought him down. But in the meantime, just walking down a hallway, he happened to meet up with every other professor in the meantime. 
Maybe they that's must... maybe he was heading to a staff meeting, and that's why they all look so happy to like, be there. Maybe they all have Thursday night tea together. Who knows? They sit oh, around Lord. and they bitch about the students. I hope so. They need to. Honestly. Thank you. I like how Dumbledore's just like, we've had a threat against the school possibly released with an ancient evil possibly released and a threat of further violence also very obviously painted in blood on the walls. Just watch where you're walking, basically, is what he built. Walk your hands. You're 12. You'll bounce back. It's like, you're 12. Just uh, watch your back. You know, what, six six spells now? You should be fine. Well, he also dismissed all the other students. So he only told these three to watch their back. And the adults. And I'm just what really the rest of the school doesn't need to know. What really Keeps them in boggles, a panic. What really boggles my mind is like every time this shit happens, and a lot of shit happens. Like everything that happened to the first year, like with the troll coming in, and then <coughs> like the all of everything that happens in this year, not a single parent intervenes. Not one. No. Not a single like Hannah Alba, no, uh Susan Bones. Her aunt is one of the head orers in the Divine yeah. She don't give a shit. I'm convinced that all of the owls that were sent out that talked about what happened in Hogwarts were like either intercepted by Dumbledore before they left, or like there's some kind of magical barrier that erases that information and like rewords the letters before they leave. Because there's no way, especially like if you would have had some of the instances and things that happen in the school that Lucius Malfoy is not directly involved in, like he is all of this year. But, like, the stuff with the troll and everything like that, you're telling me he wouldn't relish the opportunity to come down to the school and, like, bring Dumbledore up on a shit ton of charges? Oh, Lucian, of, like, Lucius is a uh, Karen. Thank oh, that. yeah, he's such a Karen. Yeah, like, he's a, he's an absolute Karen. And it's just be like, you're telling me he wouldn't have relished the opportunity to come down there and said, you sent my son to the dungeon where you thought the trolls were? Like, are you fucking crazy? Just like, um, no. But no parent ever actually gives a shit. None of them. They're just like, oh, you all almost died? Oh, you spent the whole year with a giant murderous snake wandering around the school petrifying people? Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's fine. normal. It's a, in my day, we had. <laughs> it's like in my day, we battled a troll every day before we went to class. Just Dumbledore being the chief gaslighter in the of the whole d- department okay i do have an issue with the lore in this mm-hmm. and like they th- have an issue they're like slytherin didn't want any like muggleborns and everything like living there and, uh and learning magic so the founders founded hogwarts at least a thousand years ago from like the dates and stuff that show up in the movie mm-hmm. and in the books about when these things are founded um we can't even manage to get straight what happened just like a couple hundred years ago at the founding of, you know, America. And you expect me to fully believe that they have factual, like, recorded evidence that Slytherin was the way, like, they are presented here? Like, right. mug- like wizards can't manage to keep a record about anything correct. And you expect me to believe that they got uh, Salazar Slytherin's viewpoints correct after a <laughs> thousand years? Mm. Ravenclaw wore a crown and she's not considered the hoity-toity one. No, it was it was Slytherin, really. He just wore a locket. He just mm-hmm. carried a locket around. 
But uh, one of them carried a sword. Helga was always drunk. Yeah, Bubblebuff was always drunk. Uh, (laughs) Gryffindor carried around a fucking sword, and the other one wore a crown. So, (laughs) yeah, sure. (laughs) I want to know why the book containing the the spell for the Polyjuice Potion is in a regular section of the library and not in the restricted section. I mean, wizards clearly don't have any common sense, so... What's in the restriction section is probably just, like, basic information that shouldn't be restricted. Like, Merlin being a Slytherin, for one thing, is probably in there. Um, how not to steal a car and get caught. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Common Sense 101. Um, oh. Common Sense 101. How to file wizard taxes. <laughs> how to file wizard taxes. How to just, you know, basic common sense and safety spells, like how not to fall off a broom, um, just uh, pins and other muggle inventions that will help in the, from the last 200, 300 years, you know, things like that. As much as I like the idea of writing with a quill, like for one thing, my handwriting's bad enough, but like <laughs> the pure stupidity of carrying around a bunch of ink and a feather when you could just have a pin. Yeah, if I went to I, Hogwarts, I, I would, would make, I'd make such a mess. My bag would be covered in ink all the time because oh, I was like constantly oh, hands, dirty mm-hmm. hands, especially for like left-handed people, and just as the ink just smears across the page. I would also, have to, yeah. It also drive me crazy because like, like if with a pen I can just keep going and going and going and going. If yeah. I have like a, a time constraint for an essay, but with a fucking like qu- you know quill, I have like I'm, I'm writing it and like. It's out of ink. I gotta fucking dip it again. Like by that like time, my thoughts already words. gone. My thoughts already gone. Uh-huh. Yeah, like every three words. Like I would start like an underground like um like store where I would sell <laughs> pens and pencils to people, like a dollar each. Just like you'd make money like that. She'd, she'd and be buy the, the, the really the cheap pins. merchandise crew. Yeah. Buy the really cheap pens that run out of ink quickly, so people like have to keep coming back. <laughs> I'm just like, there you go. Or I would just get one of those quills that, like, writes for you. Which I feel like would be more chaotic because it would go, like, straight from your thoughts onto the page. And I'd have to proofread it because, like, stray thoughts would be peppering my essay. And it's just like, well, the origins of the polyjuice potion, and I wonder if I could turn this cat yellow. (laughs) Ron, you just used your, your defective wand to try have Malfoy eat slugs and you ended up vomiting them. What makes you think you're going to be of any use to Harry? Also, again, the audacity of Dobby going like, yeah, I'm going to send a bludger after him. Yeah. This bludger is doing some structural structural damage. damage, And I'm just like, how much more could it take? Thoughts and prayers. (laughs) Thoughts and prayers, yep. This Quidditch match, I feel like, is another reason... Like, that really just shows how skewed everything is for, like, Gryffindor versus Slytherin. Is like, even with the new brooms and everything, that can't account for the fact that the Slytherins have scored 90 points in, you know, with Gryffindor only scoring 30. Like, there's only so much those brooms can make up for. Right. Like, at some point, they just have to be that good. The way he falls makes me go, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Just the 
about the split and he's just like, yeah. oh, Roy. I'm surprised he doesn't have two dislocated hips, really. <laughs> right? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry is such a typical dude at like this point where he's just like, oh, I think it broke my arm. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. to win the game. <laughs> Hagrid's just like, uh... Hermione really just throwing out just spells, just explosive fire spells in every movie at Quidditch games. <laughs> Harry's the only like, no, no, Harry knows what he's saying. Lockhart's just like, I'll fix the arm. Harry's like, instantly. No, no. <laughs> he literally just said, break arm, fix. <laughs> just... <laughs> uh, I love how everyone, uh... no, it can't happen. Okay, but like removing the bone doesn't remove the sensors of pain in your arm. Like I would definitely feel you folding my flesh in half. <clears throat> the shit. Yeah, Harry of... wanted to be brought straight to you. The shit this woman must see. Like Madame Pomfrey must just see some shit. Because oh, yeah. little you know children you... with magic and an imagination just can't be good. <laughs> I'm sure she's seen a fair share of, you know, little boys coming and going, <laughs> make it bigger. Can you imagine having to regrow all the bones in your arm? No, thanks. Mm-mm. I mean, magically aided or no. I mean, like, mm. no. You'd be writhing in agony. Like, how is he so calm? Like, <gasps> ah! <laughs> <laughs> so Dobby's arrived. Fake noise. I'm- it just. I would punch Dobby in the face. <laughs> like, once I found out that he's the reason my arm has to be regrown, like, I would just punch him in the face. I would take my limp flesh limb. I like how at no point does Dobby actually explain why. He's just like, you need to leave. You need to go home. I'm not going to give you any pertinent information. Dobby, you didn't have to iron your hands. You chose to iron your hands. Mame. Just Mame, yes. Kill, no. I like how Dobby's just like, before the defeat of Voldemort, house elves were treated like vermin. I never at any point heard that Voldemort was a champion of, like, the enslavement of house elves. Yeah, like, I've heard a lot of his weird shit in his agenda. That was never one of them. Like, and apparently just house elves have just been a thing for like a really long time. So I highly doubt that Voldemort's vanquishing had anything to do with the house elves. How does Dobby know the history of what happened with Voldemort of releasing like the, of the snake? Right. Like, like if Lucius knows about it and they've been talking about it and like the plans yeah. of whatnot, like even then, how does Lucius know? Like this is long, like way before his time. Yeah, this, like, his, Lucius's dad is the one who went to school with Voldemort, and he was one of the original followers of the <clears throat> Knights of Walburgus? What was, what, what are they called? Knights I don't even of, know what that is. Yeah, the original name for the Death Eaters. Knights of something, something. Seriously, and then they find a petrified student. How do you not just close the school? How do you not close the school? Like, why would you not close the school? Like, there's a kid who's petrified to be lucky not to be dead. And you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm we graduated kidding. from a small, fuzzy animal 
to a child, an 11 year old. And it's just like, why, why would you not just fucking close the school? But then again, Dumbledore can make his own laws because he's the head mugwump of like the ministry or whatever. So he just makes his own rules anyway. They're calling the Knights of Walpurgis. There you go. Pretty sure Lucius's dad was one of them. Um, and like the original, the old guard for Voldemort who went to school with him. I like how they're like, well, the uh, Chamber of Secrets opened 50 years ago. I bet it was Lucius Malfoy. How old do you think Lucius Malfoy is? He's in his 40s, maybe. <laughs> but that's just, just like, children logic. Yeah, it's just like he had He's to have old. been a minimum of 11 years old when he went like to the school and if he's only like even if he was 50 like he would that's when he would have been born i'll still never get over how old this the actress who plays moaning myrtle was when she filmed it she was in her 40s when she i think she was 36 if i remember right Mm -hmm. i saw a movie with her like the actress of myrtle in it i all i the entire time just going All I see in here is Myrtle. She was in Marie Antoinette. She's one of like the courtiers that's mean to her. I didn't know that. Why are you wearing your cloak like that? Honestly, I wouldn't mind it. It's just, it's a different kind of dramatic flair. And actually, it's a very common, like, old, like, European way to wear uh, a cloak. For for nobles, you wear it over like Mm -hmm. the half shoulder kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Granite, like Lockhart looks like he's ready to ride a horse, not not <laughs> duel anyone, or um, not jousting, uh, fencing, fencing. Yeah, it looks like fencing. Yeah, and also Dumbledore is the one who like said to Lockhart, restart the dueling club. So your idea, as children are starting to get petrified, is to leave the school open but teach them how to fight. <laughs> you want these but, children to fight whatever is going to petrify them who's like are you fucking serious and you chose Snape as your partner who care <laughs> Snape coming in with the real info is like teach yeah. them maybe yeah. it's like maybe teach them how to block and not how to get their asses handed to them was that concern Severus no that was his easy ploy to get Draco in true but it, well, it was just so close to being concerned. That, and I imagine the other professors would be like, you let Ron duel. You're the only adult here with common sense, Severus. <laughs> You're in charge here. Why did you let Lockhart do these things? It's a low bar, Severus, but you were the one that had <laughs> some know, sense. You know McGonagall grabbed him before he went off to go do this. He's like, you have to keep these kids alive, Severus. Like, you're the only one who can. I know you don't like them. But as a teacher, it is your job. It's just like, and we both know how stupid Lockhart is. But also, why are they both standing that way? Where they just one wand out and the other one above them like this. Like, let's go. Yeah. Well, they didn't teach them how to stand. They didn't teach them where to go. They didn't teach them how to do anything. They're just like, here, go throw spells at each other. <laughs> it falls the same he way. lands on his ass a lot. That's not disarming, but alright. I'm gonna throw a snake at you. Honestly, 
Severus, let the snake bite him. Just let it bite him. Poor snake. <laughs> the snake just went up in air. <laughs> Literally just flew in the air and went back down. And I'm not usually like the snake's biggest fan, but I'm just like this poor snake. Didn't Honestly. This. Like it was conjured from wherever it probably actually lived <laughs> to come hang out on this table and get flung around by idiot children. Idiot adults, not even children. Lockhart doesn't count as an adult. Okay, like let's be no. let's be honest. Okay, I'll I'll agree to that. Why does that child? I think that's Ernie Macmillan, if I remember correctly. That's Ernie the that's getting threatened by the snake. Why does he simultaneously look like he's fourteen and forty? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't summon the goddamn thing. What do you mean? What am I playing? <laughs> right, I, I didn't. <laughs> Summon out of thin air. I just told him. I just talked to it. Well, he doesn't know what he sounded like, but <clears throat> I love how surprised all these people are when Harry's just like he does something and like he's just like I I didn't know. <laughs> also, it's just so weird the random ass shit that Hermione knows. She's like she knows what a parcel mouth is, and I'm like, that's such supposed to be such an incredibly rare thing, and she just happens to know that, and it's just like, are you crazy? Well, Ron or... knew it, so I don't know. But like, I feel like at some point, like that's probably like a boogeyman thing that gets told to like children uh, and stuff like that. Okay, at least now I believe that it was probably in Hogwarts of history, because, like, Salazar Slytherin was a powerful mouse, so it's probably written in there mm-hmm. somewhere. Make the jump ahead to the other air. It's like, but at no point do they ever make the connection, like, well, if Harry's the heir of Slytherin or whatever, it would have had to have been his ancestor who released the snake 50 years ago. So you'd be looking at, like, James's dad. But they never mention that. They're just like, no. oh... No, let's, it's it's Draco and Lucius. Because it makes sense. Yeah. At some point, you could just think Harry would just learn just to go to his room and go to bed. Right? Just like let fucking it go to bed. Or seek don't an adult. get involved. Every time you get involved, something goes wrong. But he's got such a Gryffindor complex to him that he has to go charging headfirst into danger without thinking about it. At least I think about the things before I charge into them. Yeah. For a half second. At least I do think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there are no thoughts in Harry. It's just no thoughts, just vibes. <laughs> just impulses. Yep. I honestly don't feel like I ever got enough of a, an explanation as to how, how that happened to Nick. Yeah, like, how did like, Nick can't he... die? He's already dead. And now, dead. why are you touching it all creepy like? Like, even if I was like McGonagall or somebody like that. Harry's now been at the at the site of like two of the three petrifications that have happened. Even I'd start to question him and be like, "Okay, we did leave you an abusive home for twelve years. Maybe you have gone off the deep end or like starting <laughs> to kill people." I also just you gotta love how he just stays there and waits to be. Yeah, even McGonagall's like this. I can't help you with this kid. I love how all of Dumbledore's um secret entrance names like phrases are all like candy i think it's kind of weird that like it's his office is not accessible to students like if they just need to go talk to him for whatever reason they can't do you know the password no well because they're probably supposed to start with their prefect go to the then the head of the house then you know 
it seems like there's probably a chain uh, in which the answer is Dumbledore doesn't give a fuck. Fair enough. And if you want any common sense logic or anything to get done, you probably don't talk to Dumbledore anyway. Right. How boring it must be to be the sorting hat. You do one thing for like an hour once a year and that's it. And that's it. Harry literally asked this hat. It's like, did you put me in the right house? And then the hat's like, well, you would have done it well in another house. And he's like, no. <laughs> you are wrong. Little pisser. And why did you ask me? And then this sick ass bird. <laughs> poor, poor Harry. Like all this shit keeps happening to him. And then this bird just fucking dies right in front of him. So <laughs> your professor, it just burst at the flame. It's like death follows this child. <laughs> <laughs> his response oh yeah he's been he's been meaning to burst into flames for days <laughs> tell me I'm wrong you're not wrong but I want to know how that one bird can carry two or three people via its tail like just, you're holding it one of the tail feathers just <laughs> come right out you would think so. I mean, you know, they come out because they're one of the cores in uh, wands, so. Yes, thanks. No, you're not smart enough. We know. <laughs> Dumbledore's like, child, you're 12, and you live a very sheltered, weird life. No, I don't think it was you. Like you didn't know you were a possum mouth until a couple days ago. Yeah. Also, Harry talking to snakes is definitely not a secret because the entirety of the dueling club just saw him do it. So why is he hiding it from Dumbledore? Yeah. Like, it's not a secret. The whole school knows he can do it now. How much I would not trust a sleigh over a frozen lake, especially when I knew how to giant squid and mer people in it. (laughs) The giant squid. There's a theory that the giant squid is actually uh, Godric Gryffindor's animagus form, and he's just been living as the squid, like for all these years. It uh, the TikToker Chan Willis, you know, mm-hmm. the one that does the McGonagall stuff. Yeah, she's got the little uh, you know, little clips where she's you know she's talking to Dumbledore like at his grave. It's like you were the only one that could talk to the thing. How what am I supposed to do? I need to find it a mate or something. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a very boring life to be a giant squid in a lake. Also, is it a saltwater lake? Because no a squid's not a freshwater creature. She'd be fucked with us, too. Mm-hmm. Any hair you find on my body is but 90 foot a cat. how long the hair of this cat? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, the hair that she had like in that little vial uh, that Hermione had, extremely thick. Like, that mm-hmm. is string like level. Of yeah. thickness. Like, that looks like a, a porcupine quill, not a hair. <laughs> of a cat. Yeah. Or maybe part of a lion's mane, but not just not just a little house kitty. Or definitely not the hair of a person. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, at least ten cakes in your hand. Also, didn't those have paper on them and they just fit, like, right into the sides? Like, Hermione put them there and they had paper on them. And now just, those kids just bit right into the sides of them. Paper and all. Also, Hermione just Poisoning drugged her. two students. <laughs> like, she could have... She's 12. She's really lucky she got the dosage right and didn't just kill these kids in some kind of magical overdose. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, I'm not drinking anything. 
Hang with hair. Oh. <laughs> no. She didn't drink very much of it. No, she took like a sip. Harry's the only one who keeps chugging this shit. Oh. Isn't the description in the book like it's really chunky and stuff like that? Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. Like, and it tastes according to the essence of the person. So, like, crabs taste and smells different than goyles and everyone yeah. else, you know. I don't know how I would feel if I started seeing my body like start oh, to boil I, and blister. No, I would just leave. And be like, <laughs> my soul left my body at that point. I'd be like, no. You got to give these boys credits. They're what, 12 years old and they're acting as someone else pretending to be them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if they still sound like themselves, how is it that Barty Kraut Jr. got away with being Mad-Eye Moody for so long? I never recall hearing that they still sound the same when they're in Polyjuice World. For one thing, that wouldn't make any fucking sense because your vocal cord shape would change. And the shape of your mouth, too. Yeah. So air traveling up that. Yeah, so there's no way you should sound the same. Because, like, Hermione's Bellatrix also sounded like Hermione. It must but, just be but something. Mood, but Barty Crow Jr. sounded exactly like Mad-Eye Moody. It has to be just a movie thing, I would think, just for the purposes of keeping the characters straight for the audience. I love that the line, like, that, I didn't know you impro- could read. That, yeah, that's, that's improvised. improvised. Yeah, He forgot his lines. You can see how much dried hair gel he has in his hair in mm. that scene. Like, it looks like somebody tried to frost this child with icing. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Poor boy had to constantly bleach his hair. I know. It started to fall out and everything because of how much they bleached it. I love the look of the Slytherin common room. It's so nice. That couch alone. I want that couch. <laughs> 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 Even Ron's like, how are you gonna get out of this one? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Draco and his cronies. I like how he's just holding court with his two little minions, and just like <laughs> nobody else is around. There right? was any somebody attention. by that wall. There was. Yeah. Yeah, they're like there's a couple of people, but they're just as far they away from care. Draco as possible. He finds some little box. Like, is this yours? No, it's mine now. Hmm. Oh, look, there's somebody. I'm far more interested instead of listening to Draco just looking at the Slytherin common room. <laughs> just like, huh. Decorating ideas. Right? How did they learn where the entrance of the Slytherin common room was? How did they learn the password for where the Slytherin common room was? I'm pretty sure that was uh, Draco getting him in. That's fair. I guess you'd have to follow uh, Draco in. Yeah. This is foreshadowing for Emma Watson's next role. <laughs> <laughs> How does she explain to Madame Pomfrey what the hell happened to her? Like, How did you turn into a cat? Um, well, um, you see, polyjuice potion. And like you were brewing polyjuice potion to turn into another student and accidentally got their cat, and you did it for the purposes of sneaking into another house's common room. Are you fucking nuts? Yes. Just run away from the strangeness, Harry. Zero self-preservation skills, I swear. Zero. Gryffindor's too witty. He never he could have been a Slytherin because he has no self-preservation skills. Um, Didn't they just leave Moaning Myrtle's bathroom? 
How did they make it back to Moaning Myrtle's bathroom? That's now flooded. I can definitely understand why Myrtle's upset, you know, like, who the hell would want people throwing shit at you? But also, at the same time, girl, you can phase through walls. Just leave. <laughs> like, just just leave, girl. Like, just just fucking go through a wall. And right. Go through a wall, up. go down the toilet. I don't care. She can haunt whoever she doesn't like. Like, get over it. I know that in this, like, the reason the bathroom is flooded is because, like, Jenny Weasley tried to get rid of the diary and everything. But are you really telling me that this little girl went and turned on every single tap in the sink before she tried to flush this thing down the toilet? Like, what universe does that make any sense? Pretty sure if he had shown that diary to Hermione, she would have figured out who Tom Riddle was. I like how, instead of looking for a Tom Marvolio Riddle, Harry's just like, I'm just going to use this journal that has somebody's name imprinted on it. He's just certain he knows the name of everyone in the school and that it's nobody who belongs to like in the school. So instead of asking anybody, literally anyone, if they know a Tom Riddle, he's just like, I'm just gonna write in in the school. What a journal entry. My name, <laughs> My name is Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Harry. I'll give Tom uh, some credit. He's got decent handwriting. Mm-hmm. The Muffin Man. <laughs> the Muffin Man? <laughs> Why would why would that be your the first question to the journal? Like, like, not like yeah, how's this work? right off the bat? <laughs> just like, do you know anything about the Chamber of Secrets? Not like, hey, how the fuck are we having a conversation out of a journal right now, my dude? <laughs> Can you tell me how to write better? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he cannot. Daniel Radcliffe apparently has a uh, condition in which his handwriting is results in his handwriting being really bad. Hmm. Really? What does it say about me? Because mine's chicken scratch. You've seen my handwriting, right? Like, <laughs> let, like let's be real. Let's be real here. I'm gonna I'm gonna win any bad handwriting competition we have, girl. Mm-hmm. Isn't that Addie's birthday? June thirteenth. Yeah. I don't remember. Yet. This diary absorbs Harry into it. He sees a bunch of like flashbacks and shit like that. Does he turn it into an authority figure after this? No. Absolutely not. No, he does not. He witnesses a murder through this diary and he's just like, oh no, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> like, Harry, obviously this isn't actually happening. This man standing before you is in black and white. I know. Full <laughs> sepia tone here. And child murder cover-up. Harry sees a lot of dead bodies for a 12-year-old. And they don't seem to phase him appropriately. No. But then again, I always imagined that was probably a side effect of his terrible upbringing. That makes sense. Did that Dumbledore is not never, a... Huh? So the Dumbledore never realized something was... Like, he, he understood that there was something off about Tom... But as yeah. the years get older and he develops, like, he becomes oh. more and more obviously sociopathic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he suspected him. He suspected him the whole time before he ever, the kid ever even went to the school, that the kid was a psychopath. Um, but interestingly enough, that is not a Slytherin, like, crest on Tom's uniform. That's not any of the Hogwarts crests. Is that a prefect badge? No, he wouldn't have been a prefect. What he was? A yeah, prefect. he was. He was also um, head boy. Head boy. Oh, is that? What, I wonder if that's what that is. Yeah, it's possible because the prefect badge and the head uh, boy and girl badge just look the same. 
just with different just words. Just with the words, it. yeah. yeah. But the the crest that's written like that's on his actual robes is not a Slytherin symbol. Granted, Maybe they updated it in the eighties. Yeah, because like in the <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy game that's going to come out, the uniforms have like red and blue on them. Oh, because hmm. that's set in like the eighteen nineties. Set in the eighteen uh, hundreds. Yeah, I can't wait for that game to come out. I'm excited. I know. Also, it really goes to show you how old Hagrid is. Like that he was a student. Hagrid was, yeah, he was a third year at this point. Yeah. It's really weird how much of a show Tom Riddle puts on for this. Like, nobody, when his his interaction with Hagrid is watching him. He just Mm -hmm. accuses Hagrid of this. So that I guess if anybody looks through Hagrid's memories, he will see this. Also, nobody used uh, Virida Serum, True Serum, for Hagrid either in court. So you have potion masters making this, Mm -hmm. and yet you refuse to use it. Exactly. Especially in the most useful place it could be used, which is in a court of law. Right. What's the point of of making it then? Um, Probably to use for stupid things like asking your boyfriend if he's cheating. Mm. All right, guys, I think we'll end this here. There's a lot of Chamber of Secrets left to deal with. Lockhart's going to get weirder, which unfortunately is possible. And uh, and yeah, we'll watch Harry just get dumber and dumber and dumber. Everyone as... gets increasingly dumber. Like And, the, gets... and the teachers give less and less of a fuck. <laughs> true, very true. Like, these teachers do not give a shit what happens to these children. <laughs> just keeps getting worse and it's yeah oh you're 12 years old and there's a you know there's something killing students let's start the dueling club back (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's teach these kids how to fight let's not warn any of their parents that something's happening in this school yeah like just that whole idea of just let's not send these children home safely let's teach them how to fight with the weapons we've already handed them is such an American idea <laughs> and it almost surprises me that it's in something that's British. I know. I think, this it is the, we're, me- the, yeah, we're the country that wants to arm our teachers with guns instead of just fucking dealing with gun control. So, it like, makes me think though, like, in the in the later ones where all the kids are like, we want to be part of the chamber, like, we want to be part of the order and everything, we want to fight, and then the parents are like, no, you can't do that. It's like, We've been doing this since we were like eleven. Yeah. In school. Right. Yeah. It's like we've had our lives threatened every fucking year we've been here. And we've told you this multiple times, and you keep sending us back. Like it's And now you have a problem because it's a club. It's just like it's just it's one of the things that makes me think that maybe something was going on that their letters were being censored before they left. Like the school, like some no. kind of magical barrier and stuff like that. Magical like, redact and redact. Yeah, software. that would like reword the letters. So when the kids get home during the summer, they just assume that the parents like know what the hell happened. And unless you actually sit and like talk about it, you're just going to assume they already know that. So. All right. But uh, that was kind of, that was something I, actually, it was something I read in a fan fiction once, just that was trying to explain the utter, like, what the fuckery of what it has to be thousands of parents unitedly saying, we don't give a shit about the, like, survival of our children, so. But, uh, but yeah, so, it's a good place to leave this one. We'll start um, the next Chamber of Secrets, which you guys will get to listen to next week. 
So we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye, y'all. Tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns. Record. Yay. Wee. All right. Hello, wee.